0: Rolling Thunder. We're talking dice masters, the beauty of the underlying mechanics, the hidden complexities, and the strategy, tactics, and decisions of competitive play.
1: If you're just starting the game or have been here since the first set, hopefully you'll find something in this show that'll do you some good. So shake up your
0: bag, reconnoiter your opponent, and get ready to roll. Welcome back to Rolling Thunder, and today. We're going to do something a little different. Folks, we're veering off course. That's right, because we've been digesting some of the happenings from Gen Con. And particularly, fan appreciation event. Yes, where WizKids relatively recently installed Vice President Jake Theis commented that the company would like to, quote, rekindle Dice Masters. And that they're, quote, looking at new IPs, which... Kicked off a long discussion in the Gen Con thread of the Dice Masters online Discord server.
1: Which in turn inspired us to try this particular episode. Where
0: we are going to let on to be the WizKids executives, Seamus O'Brien and Blake Tice.
1: Jimmy and Jake, if you're listening, please remember that imitation is the greatest form of flattery. (laughs)
0: Indeed. And we are actively soliciting invitations from the worldwide Dice Masters community to come give us elevator pitches for two types of intellectual properties.
1: The first property we asked our guests to pitch to us is their pie-in-the-sky, pipe-dream, devil-don't-care-about-the-cost IP.
0: And the second IP is what we would assume to be a practical, realistic IP that the company could do more easily and make a profit from it. Now, of course, none of the people in this episode own any rights to any of the following suggestions.
1: All of these people are just guests that have agreed to give away their suggestions, should WizKids want to use them. Far be it from us to suggest what WizKids should do.
0: Indeed. This is just a sampling having fun, and wishing out loud in regards to their favorite IPs. But
1: hopefully, somebody in New Jersey might actually be listening.
0: And might get inspired, who knows? So, with that hope in the books, let's get on to the show as we transmogrify... Remembering to flip at the start of the turn... Into <laughs> Seamus O'Brien, August...
1: Blake Tice.
0: And now, doing business at Kids Company Headquarters in Hillside, New Jersey... <laughs> So, Blake, are you ready to bring in our first interviewee, our first pitcher, our first Shark Tank?
1: Have my my secretary bring (laughs) them in. Okay.
0: Come on in. Come on in. Welcome. Hello. Welcome to Hillsdale, New Jersey. Thank you for traveling all the way. Hillside. 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 Yeah, that's where (laughs) we live and work. That's where we work. (laughs) Welcome to Hillside, New Jersey. Thank you for making the trip all the way up from Washington. Sid, please, please have a seat. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself first before we get into the pitch.
2: Well, thank you for having me. Boy, are my arms tired from that flight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And where do you guys play usually on on a normal day out in beautiful Seattle? (laughs)
2: Uh, Normally, uh, the games are at Meeple's in West Seattle, and it's a good group out there. Uh, they meet about once a month, and right now we're doing the draft of Secret Wars.
0: Awesome, and how do you feel about the new set so far?
2: Loving it. I actually like the new layout compared to the old one, even though I think they should have put the upper right stuff in the upper left.
0: Well, we will take that into consideration for up and left and right. Uh, so <laughs> that, well, that's excellent, And and so... You've got two pitches for us, two elevator pitches for us. We're excited to get right into it. So speaking of new cards, and we're, we're soliciting new IPs here, so if you could have one Dream IP, your, your, your Pipe Dream, as it were, what would it be and why?
2: Pipe Dream, we have to rip the license away from, I think Wizards of the Coast has it right now, uh, Transformers. Mm. Oh, wow. And well. worst case scenario, you could get the Kmart version GoBots. Well, well, right. here's
1: the here's the good news for you, Sid. In my infinite genius, some point in the past, I, Blake, myself, did at some time procure the licensing to Transformers. So that is actually under the WizKids umbrella. Oh my gosh! So Transformers is yeah. That's... Oh my
0: gosh! I just had a heart attack. Okay, so why? Tra- for those of us who haven't followed the movies or the game too much, how is? transformers a good fit for dice masters
2: well one of the big themes of dice masters is duality now all of the heroes do have their own teams but you could essentially do heroes versus villains because the villains only get one right right so in the transformers universe there are two sides the autobots and the decepticons and they have been having a war for thousands of years from cybertron that passed down to other planets including earth and they are a comic book entity So not just movies and and, uh, cartoons, but they have comic book roots and they have intermingled with some of the superheroes like Spider-Man in the past.
0: Interesting. So in your mind, do you see on the card the art from the comics or the art from the movies or a combo thereof? What's your thought on that?
2: IDW. Uh, They took over the comic book from marvel and they've been doing very good artwork and they could easily i mean there's current card game with the transformers under the renegade game company and they use some idw images and then wizards did have a card game a few years ago and they used idw as well and it's mostly because their art just jumps out on the page
0: hmm. And what were you thinking in terms of keywords or, or abilities? Well, How does this blend itself specifically to Dice Masters? And do you, you have any ideas on that?
2: I am a newer player, so I didn't know all the keywords. I had to look them all up. And I was trying to decide how the transform whatever alt mode they have to robot version would work in a card game. And there actually is a flip keyword already mm-hmm. in existence.
1: Absolutely. We yeah. need more flip cards. We always have. <laughs> So like,
2: that's perfect.
1: Yeah. Okay. Cool.
0: I I like it. Flip. Bring black. Flip. Which... Like
1: they and they never fully exploited flip because no. they always had the same art on both sides and they're just like, well, you didn't you know that Citizen Vive could be evil and he could also not be evil? Wow, we're really getting the most of this, aren't we? And, and I'm I, like, oh, <laughs> such missed opportunities.
0: Yeah. Speaking of missed opportunities, I'm having a sense memory of forgetting to flip at the beginning of a turn <laughs> and then being like, oh, I needed to
1: flip at the beginning of turn, like just, just jumping. Well they <laughs> We should use this transformer set or sorry we should use this transformer yes, yes, we set should. we, yes, we, we should. should use this transformer set as an opportunity to write a new keyword called flip prime which is at the beginning of your turn or any time during your main step you may flip this card that's it. That's the only difference. <laughs>
0: <That's great. laughs> you flip
1: anytime
2: you want. Yeah, you can flip anytime cool. you want instead of only at the your turn. I think that would work turn. so well.
1: Oh, flip Prime. Okay, so
0: you're thinking what you're thinking? Optimus Prime would be like the main good guy, and Megatron yes. would be the main evil guy. Is that what your, your idea is? That is, is
2: correct. I, I picked out four robots that would work with certain keywords like Prime would have Iron Will, uh, Megatron would have Deadly, uh, Grimlock would have Intimidate, Ooh. Soundwave would have Infiltrate and that meshes with the character for the keyword.
0: Cool, I'm liking it. I'm already seeing in my mind an alt art with Calvin Johnson as Megatron here. So. <laughs> <laughs> so he could tie in with the NFL, which, you know, wouldn't cost us all that much,
3: right? Know, we've, right? Got, <laughs> we've got enough
1: money for, uh, for Calvin Johnson, I'm sure. Now I don't, I don't think so, but I would like to see it too. All right, well, that's um, a
0: really cool idea, don't you think? Transformers, people love Transformers, could be
2: a hit. Yeah, I think so, so. I mean,
1: the one question I have is, like, are there enough characters in the universe to fill out a
2: bunch of sets? Oh, my gosh, bunch there are sets? so many robots. There might be more robots than there are Avengers.
1: Wow. Okay, Okay, that means there are definitely enough because there have been some, like, 250 Avengers over the years. Rise of the Beasts
0: now, too. So we got all kinds of new
2: animals. I did have an idea. I don't know if it would work. I wanted to ask you guys uh, because I I wanted to create a new keyword for the set, something called Swap. I was going to do Transform for it, but that works better for Flip. And I don't know if this is already in the game, but after your second roll, you spend one energy of any kind to flip the dice to the opposite side.
1: Mm. Ooh, that that is interesting. The only now now okay now now my you know vice presidential side is going to come out here. They we we did uh, just move our product. Well, Luke and O'Neill thinks <laughs> and suspects to a new factory. And the reason we know this is because the dice in Secret Wars have all three character faces sharing a corner and all three energy faces sharing a corner. Versus in the past, they were kind of wrapped around each other, like, in a line.
0: So it would change based on golden or modern. So, yeah, Yeah, it would
1: change based on golden or or modern. But if it's a set that's unique to... Or if it's a keyword that's going to be unique to Transformers, and every Transformers set has the same configuration of faces on a die, that could be really interesting. Yeah, it could be really cool.
2: Yeah, you would definitely want the energy on one side and then a, a character face on the other. That's
0: pretty cool. So thank you for the Transformers pitch. That's awesome. So now let's just say perhaps... Blake can't negotiate <laughs> Transformers, and he can't quite rip away it up from, from Wizards or, or whoever owns the... Particular... Crush
2: my dream. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you have a, a secondary, you know, perhaps more profitable, easier-to-achieve yes. idea?
2: and this is going for bargain bin, because I'm not sure how much licenses cost, but going back to the old school, but not quite as 80s old school, if you go back to 90s comics... The Image series, Mm. Spawn, Savage Dragon, Gen 13, Battle Chasers, that type of stuff, that's got to be up for grabs. I haven't seen any of that stuff used for anything, except Spawn popped up in a Mortal Kombat game a while ago.
0: So you're thinking Spawn, What? what is, how many characters are in Spawn? Tell us a little bit about Spawn. I don't know anything about it, so perhaps... Well,
2: Spawn itself probably only has about a dozen and ironically, or coincidentally, Angela got moved over to Marvel Comics. Mm. Todd McFarlane sold her over. And she's in, she might even be in Avenger now, I don't know. So there's a few characters from Spawn, but you would, ha- you would definitely have to be able to grab more than just one IP from the Image era, mm-hmm. which is why I was saying like Savage Dragons got a few, Gen 13's got a, about a dozen, Battle Chasers was big, Danger Girl, Wildcats, Youngblood, The Max, Witchblade, Bone, and Invincible's popular now, mm. and that's got at least... 20 characters in that, so you could probably just do Invincible alone, and because it's on, on Amazon, it's already got popularity, so you could do a cross-promotion.
0: Interesting, right, and because it's a superhero thing, it kind of lends itself to Dice Masters. Oh, yeah. Any keywords that pop out to you in terms of with like an Invincible set?
2: Well, they're already superheroes, so a lot of that stuff transfers over. I, I haven't really thought about the keywords for these one because I don't think you would have to dig deep for something new. And all of the keywords that already exist would transfer over so well, since they're mostly. Spawn's the only one that I could think of that might be weird because it's like demonic. Uh, he's he's fighting the forces of hell, so I guess that.
0: Hmm. Maybe I, I, Gate. I maybe bring back Gate from. Yeah, there you go. From D D. Yeah, interesting. All right. Well, that's awesome, Sid. Thank you. You've thank you so much for giving us your time here. Uh, we really appreciate Wait, you coming. One on. moment,
1: Gate. What keyword is that?
0: Gate. You don't remember Gate from the from the demons who would gate themselves in? They would fly in. With well, you could do, uh, what was her name? Ernieus or what else? she was one. And uh, there was that big. Uh, well, there's
1: Baylor. Baylor was another well, one. He I had to have gate. no memory of this keyword. Yeah, I like, complete he, when I think of like D keywords. He was the breath weapon and no. Fabricate. You remember
0: the fiends team that could all of a sudden you could gate in all Shoot, those that's people right. they could just yeah, come yeah, out yeah. of nowhere and oh, all the of a sudden you had it. Pit yeah. fiend. Yeah, no, Gate was cool and it was really fun. The fiend team. I feel like that was a keyword that could come back because all of a sudden you could have this giant field of fiends and it was pretty cool. So that might work really well. Interesting.
2: Oh, Amplify. That's the one I was thinking of. I couldn't remember the, the word. Amplify would work for like the Gen 13 or the Battle Chasers to raise your characters up from one level to the next.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool too. All right. Well, Sid, thank you so much again for coming in. If you would do me a favor on your way out to the waiting room, if you would tell, if there's a guy out there with an English accent uh, named Andy, please send him in. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Will
4: do.
0: Thanks for having me. All thank right. You. Thank you. All right. Well, come on in. What? Have my eyes betrayed me? Well, I've, folks before us was supposed to be Andy England traveling all the way overseas all across the pond. And instead of that, we've got, I guess maybe audio-wise, they just were so fooled by your incredible English accent. Andy May, a.k.a. Andy America, from the center of the country, from Minnesota. Uh, Andy, thank you for coming in today to to pitch some ideas for us. Yeah,
4: absolutely. I, uh, I thought I could probably fool you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, since I'm wearing nothing but a top hat and a monocle, but, uh, obviously you weren't fooled.
0: It was that Minnesota top hat that gave you away, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you know the story here. We're we're taking pitches for potential IPs that we're interested in. So one dream I- IP, one dream and IP, one, and one money practical.
4: printing IP. <laughs> yeah. so, so what do you got for us today? Yeah, you know, I didn't. Uh, I prepared a lot of notes but I didn't really do a quality elevator speech for this. I will say I was looking at more of the potential moneymaker side, and I had a lot of ideas that kind of don't fit with a combat I game. So we'll run through that first. And then I will say that my Dream IP is also what I think is probably a fairly reasonable cost idea Great. as well. So, some that was foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you want to go?
0: You want to go to practical first, and then move into the dream? Is that the idea here? I think we'll go that
4: way. Yeah. Okay, You're cool. All right with it? That's yeah. that's great. Let's lay it on us. We're we're all ears. Very cool. So I spent some time researching what's in the public domain, right? What's just sitting out there, ready to be had, where really, WizKids kids would only have to pay an artist to do some of this. So obviously, there's going to have to be some artwork on the cards that is just not really available with these things. And I I kept coming back to Alice in Wonderland, uh, mm. Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, and through the Looking Glass, just partially because of the trove of characters. And I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Some of it, if you look at a Dormouse or a Mad Hatter, you're not really looking at things that are cool with a combat game, but there could be some really fun mechanics with the Red Queen, like... Uh, play off off with their heads you mm. can do a spin down mechanic or maybe she ko's a character when she enters the field she does something like that alice fields for free if she's chasing the white rabbit right <laughs> so if the white rabbit is out there she enters the field free of charge there are a lot of really fun mechanics that you could base around the characters from the story that was the one I just kept settling in on.
0: was Is and, Lewis Carroll, Is it has the 75 years passed or whatever to actually enter public domain with that story? Oh, and then point? some. And then yeah, some, okay, yeah. great.
4: That would, be, <laughs> that would be completely free of use other than somebody to put the pictures in. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't want to go to Disney and utilize the, the stills from the movie, but mm-hmm. the license is free of use. There's the potential that
0: in some of the early books that were put out, that that artwork may still be available.
1: Perhaps. Yeah. Look, I've been uh, this I, Lucan O'Neill, uh, sadly. Uh, Where's uh, Blake? Uh, well, he'll he'll be back in a minute to respond to the prompt that Lucan O'Neill gives him. As we know, I like Andy England have been pushing for historical dice masters. You know, nobody is going to be charging the sculptor of ramses ii's tomb in uh, royalties for having used that art there's there's no trademark on the art there's no trademark on ramses ii you just have it but it
0: sounds like you know that, that <laughs> i think it's Alice good idea in wonderland sure, yeah. you know is is far
4: enough back in the history books that uh it could be had. That's interesting. Okay, cool. Thank you. It, it would be, and I think actually the woodcut arts that were from the original books are probably mm. public domain at this point as well. Wow, very so that's nice a potential. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they'd look a lot like those those sketch D and D cards from the Battle for Farron promo sets. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of a cool look too. So, yeah. and it would
1: also give the set like a sort of unified aesthetic, which very few sets before have had. Justice comes to mind as another set that had a very unified aesthetic, because like 90% of the cards were Alex Ross art. Mm -hmm. But, you know, most of the sets will pull some art from over here and some art from over here. And, I don't know, it would be kind of refreshing if you just had one purely lithograph set, you know?
0: Well, let me ask you this, Andy. What are you thinking in terms of drafting with that set? It strikes me as that perhaps there could be some good synergies in that set as a draft set.
4: Yeah, I think you could you could do some affiliations. Like, uh, Alice could have multiple affiliations, but you could have a Tea Party affiliation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could have something that kind of unified all of the, the more pros characters, the Walrus and the Carpenter, with Tweedledee and Tweedledum mm-hmm. sort of things. So you could work through a lot of cool affiliation mechanics mm-hmm. to associate those characters more. You could have, I, I love the swarming mechanic and I think that the playing cards just have the ultimate swarming mm-hmm. capability there. Mm-hmm. If there's one, there's you know, there's an entire deck running along. So oh, yeah. how can you pull that in? That sounds fun. Uh, and I, I'm already seeing some subtitles like It's Tea
0: Time or something. Like. A-
4: <laughs> <laughs> how is a raven like a writing desk? <laughs> exactly. Okay,
0: awesome. Okay, so you've queued it up. What, what do you think about your your pipe dream IP?
4: Well, there's there's one more that I'd like to oh. tread on if you're okay with me sure, absolutely stepping into it. I was thinking about like Sherlock Holmes has just been done a ton mm. in games lately, and Lovecraft keeps getting done over and over again. And mm-hmm. those are other IPs that I really like that would also be free.
0: Mm, yeah, all the um, monsters, and but Lovecraft, there's just yeah. a.
4: Yeah, there's a generic monsters to be had out there, right? You wouldn't want to make it too close to the universal monsters, mm-hmm. but you could always use vampires and Frankenstein's monster and Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde and mm-hmm. just to tread on the territory of all those free use monsters that are available with um, with good abilities. Yeah, maybe yeah, all that, yeah.
1: all the kind of weird nebulous forces of Edgar Allan Poe. I would enjoy <laughs> that, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Ravens.
0: Yeah.
4: (laughs) So so that's kind of a direct lead-in to my dream IP, which is Hellboy. Ooh. And so I think that the way the licensing works for D&D, when Dice Masters has used that in the past, is you're paying for the artwork. Mm -hmm. But unless you use a character like Drizzt, who's out there in the D&D lore specifically, you're just using mythology right a basilisk is a basilisk and Mm -hmm. D &D free used that already so you're paying an artist but you're not necessarily paying licensing to dungeons and dragons for the character itself where with a comic ip you're paying for batman so you're paying dc and then you're paying for the artwork as well Mm -hmm. so with hellboy there's a big opportunity to take in hellboy and abe sapien and lobster johnson and grab some of those characters that are specifically Hellboys, and those are Dark Horse properties. But if you want to use the other characters in the Hellboy book, you know, a giant is a giant. They've mm-hmm. been used multiple times. To go back to swarming, you could use Tooth Fairies. They were used really well, actually, in the in the Hellboy movie. Mm-hmm. did the Baba Yaga. All those things are just mythological creatures, so Dark Horse has no license on them. But the art—you would still. So you're still thinking using the original Dark Horse art for the cards? uh, I'm I'm assuming, if possible. To Lucan's point, yeah, to run that thread through and make some consistent artwork. I think there's a huge opportunity there to utilize what Dark Horse has done or what the artists have done with the title getting more into those mythological figures again, but still having a comic book attractant.
0: Interesting. Yeah, and there's a huge fan base for, for Hellboy. For Hellboy. Yeah. So for those of us who haven't read a lot of the Hellberry or seen the movies... Hellberry? Hellboy. <laughs> for those of us who haven't read a lot of Hellboy or seen the movies walk us through why Hellboy would slot in so well as a Dice Masters product and what potential characters would be the keystones and abilities and and keywords all that kind of stuff
4: so I think that you'd be looking at a BPRD affiliation which does run pretty deep and those are the original characters from the comics so not having seen the movie you maybe don't know any of these names but there is over time there's been a team of there's like 25 characters that you could use that are BPRD related, including from the movies, if you wanted to start with those as base characters, you could grab Hellboy, Abe Sapien, Liz, the Firestarter, the professor, you know, you could start with a smaller group and it's really, really easy to build on from there mm-hmm. to bring those characters back, probably putting Hellboy in every set, right? Mm-hmm. Hashtag Black Widow. And... <laughs> and then just adding more BPRD characters with each additional set because that can run years. Great. And then bringing in those mythological monsters that he fights. There's an endless supply there. Great.
0: Really. Any keywords that are jumping out to you that that you want it would resurrect for these sets or create
4: new ones? Any ideas on that? I think Hellboy should be intimidating. Hmm. I think there's definitely an intimidation factor there, where he should be able to intimidate maybe a certain class of monster, mm-hmm. where you're running monsters not necessarily affiliated. But going back to the system that was set up with D anD D, you can class those monsters based on almost based on Hellboy's difficulty in defeating them. Mm, so <laughs> interesting, right? Cool. So he could uh, intimidate some lower level monsters, but maybe not more of the boss monster characters that he fights.
1: Maybe he could intimidate Master Mold tokens, too, right? That would be cool. Yeah, I think that would be very thematic and accurate, right? I, I remember all the times in the comics when Hellboy showed up and all the Master Mold tokens left. So they ran away. Yeah. <laughs>
0: every sentinel had to clear the field. Yeah, every yeah. sentinel had to clear the field, yeah.
4: You could definitely swarm with a lot of the fairy characters, which yeah. could be an affiliation. Because there are a ton of, especially, we'll go back to Irish folklore... Like fairly, fairies aren't necessarily tiny dancing Mm-mm. flying flitting creatures, right? A fairy is a character who can do some sort of magic. So not to keep going back to the Hellboy movies, but the changeling in the last movie, the most recent one that was it was okay. Mm-hmm. The changeling is a giant boar monster. So and that's a fairy. Cool. He's a fairy folk. So you could, you could class them by mythology, too, if you wanted to say, this is more South American, this is more European, this, you could work on what type of mythology you're using to class those villain characters as well. All right. I, I think there's some potential in it. Yeah,
0: for sure, and it's got a yeah. big following, like you said, and the art is consistent, which would be helpful. For sure. Yeah,
4: and that art's been pretty consistent for a really long time. I, there's a huge well to draw from. Yeah, yeah. Lucan brought up historical figures. Oh. Hellboy uses historical figures like Rasputin.
1: Rasputin <laughs> kind of straddles the line between mythological and historical, because, like, there was a guy yeah. named. Rasputin, but he has been mythologized.
4: You know, yes, absolutely. But I don't. I don't think the Rasputin family is going to come after Whiz Kids for rights or anything. No, I doubt it. I doubt it. I think we're safe. Well, no. If you if you
1: use if you make a Rasputin card without his permission, he'll break through from his icy tomb, walk halfway across the world, and strangle you.
0: Bullet wounds, stab wounds, and full of poison. Uh, All right. Well, any other questions,
1: Blake? Uh, No, no, uh, Seamus. I I think you've uh, rounded it off very well.
0: Andy, thank you for coming in and and doing the elevator pitch. Now we're really curious if if there is actually an Andy England out there, or or if you were just a flip card... Uh. All <laughs> <laughs> along, Andy America on one side, Andy England on the other. Perhaps where we're now you- we've, we've raised questions: Have you ever been seen in the same room simultaneously together? I don't think. Actually, so Actually,
1: I think so. I think I have actually seen you both in the same room. Were you there in twenty uh, sixteen? I
4: wasn't. Okay, uh, see, so see, oh my see, god! Oh you my see, god. Yeah. you see. Oh, but maybe I was. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. I think, it's
1: Stuart the one that makes the... Yeah, that's Stuart. That's Stuart. All right, yeah. Stuart. You have a new job.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Andy, for coming in and, and pitching to us today. On your way out to the waiting room, if you would do us a favor, I believe you'll find Laurier out there waiting for us. If you just send him in, that would be great. Can do. All right. Thank All right, you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> send on Laurier on in, and, and uh, we'll see you later. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Uh, Hello there. Hey, Laurier. Laurier. Welcome to our... Our our,
4: our
1: headquarters here in (laughs) Hillside, New Jersey.
0: (laughs) Yeah, thank you for making the trip all the way from Canada. It's so great to have a former world champion, former Canadian champion in the room with us. So, uh, welcome. Well, thank you.
5: Great to be here.
0: And uh, we're so looking forward to hearing your ideas about what IPs, intellectual properties, you would love to see in the game. First off, is there any dream property, you know, pipe dream property, regardless of cost, that you would love to see in the game? And if so, why?
2: Well,
5: honestly, there's this one is as much for me as for my kids, and Super Mario Brothers.
0: Ooh, okay. Now,
5: I understand it would be really challenging because licensing with Nintendo, they're very careful with who they partner with, and it, so you might run into a lot of challenges with that. But This IP is red hot right now. They made over $1.3 billion this year with the movie, the Mario Brothers movie they just released the game series, obviously, I don't need to tell you how much money they made on the, on the Super Mario Bros. video games. There's another one coming out this year, mm. and it's probably going to make stupid levels of money as well. <laughs> so in terms of market visibility, in terms of marketing the game for a younger audience, which would be a great way to get a new generation into Dice Masters, mm-hmm. you couldn't ask for a better gateway to get more people into the game. It's just a fantastic IP to work with. Cool, And I on mean, top of that, You have the advantage that there are some good game mechanics that honestly would fit perfectly well. For example, Iron Will. Literally the Super Mushroom. (laughs) <laughs> is giving Mario iron will in the video game. You can't die by taking damage just once. You have to take damage twice. So putting the super mushroom as an equipment uh-huh. that gives iron will, and when your character takes damage at end of turn, it goes to used. That would just fit thematically so well.
0: Yeah, I could see a hammer too. Perhaps like one of those hammers you can just jump and grab somehow. Oh, right? yeah,
5: you're go- you're going Donkey Kong. You're going really old school.
0: I'm I'm going way back. Yeah,
5: <laughs> I mean there's yeah. But we actually, had in, in my childhood the, the Koopa flowers.
0: shells.
1: You bounce on a Koopa shell. You can shoot that at somebody, and and its range. So maybe you have like an ability where the Koopa mm-hmm. gets jumped on or KO'd or something, and then you leave a token in the field that has range one or something.
0: Pretty cool. Um. I'm sorry, Loria, you were talking though. Go on, go on. We've got our ear. This is interesting.
5: Oh yeah, but and beyond that, also imagine with um, suit up where Mm. let's say that you had a fire flower on the field and you could just KO the fire flower to instantly feel the fire Mario Mm. that you would have purchased
0: interesting yeah suit up would be a great one to bring back interesting
5: and I mean imagine though for like let's say that one of the uh, non-basic actions would be a superstar you could give indestructible Deadly, and Overcrush until end of turn, that would be entirely thematic. <laughs> and
0: fast, because you can run like the win when you have something like that, too, right? So. You don't even need fast <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Between Indestructible, Deadly, and Overcrush, yeah. you've uh, got more than enough. That's really great. Okay, cool. I
1: love it. I uh, love yeah, it. Super Mario was, well, talking as Luke in here. A uh, quintessential part of my childhood as well, now switching to Blake Tice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I do have to, to wonder is, a set takes about... 40 characters and actions combined to make it depressed. Does Mario have that kind of roster? Because in the game I played as a kid, it was like, you had Mario, Luigi, two colors of Toads, and you were trying to save Princess Peach
5: from nine different Bowsers. Well, absolutely it does have that kind of roster. Well, first of all, you, could have, you would have easily four to five non-basic actions. Usually they do four, so let's say they did four. Mm-hmm. Then you add Mario, Luigi, Toad, Peach, Daisy, Yoshi, Toadette... I mean, I'm just going off the top of my head here. Nabbit, mm-hmm. I'm already at eight characters plus four power-ups. Let's say you do four powered-up characters like, say, Fire Mario, Cat Peach. Penguin Mario. Ice Weegee, whatever whatever <laughs> ways you choose to do it. So you've already got 16 slots figured out. Let's say you slot in a few Donkey Kong characters mm-hmm. for old school's sake. Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, Dixie Kong, Cranky Kong. Already yeah. we're at half a roster right there. You put Bowser, Bowser Jr. to seven Koopalings. It, the roster fills up really fast, and all of a sudden, you end up having to make difficult choices. There are so many iconic villains over the decades of Mario history that you could choose from.
0: That's really cool. Now, we did make a little mistake way back in the day when we did our Yu-Gi-Oh!, and we didn't pick the right art what kind of art would you imagine for this set are there comics associated with this would you do screenshots how would you get the art for this do you think would you go for the movies what, what what's your thinking on that
5: i would actually go for some of the official art from the games more so than the movies there are mm-hmm. there are some fantastic art styles to choose from that they did over the years you could have some from the NES for the really like old-school gamers, and you could pull some from the more recent games like Mario 3D World or even the upcoming Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Mm. So I would really go more for the game stuff or... You could even do a cameo or two from the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Yeah,
0: yeah, you could. That could be in our uh, OP sets, perhaps, or something. That'd be interesting.
5: That would that would make for a fantastic OP kit.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right, cool. So who would you hang your hat on in terms of as the win cons in the set, just out of curiosity, do you think?
5: I would absolutely see a Cat Peach made into a uh, powerhouse. <laughs> you could make her low cost with fast, obviously, uh-huh. and with some uh, pretty decent attack power. That would be my first reflex. Cool. In terms of making a powerhouse for the set.
0: Got it. Maybe a Donkey Kong, one of the Kongs, is a is a big bad villain for this thing somewhere. Obviously,
5: Donkey Kong as a big bruiser with overcrush. There's there's a lot of directions you could go with it. You're right. Thankfully, it's not like you're restricted in terms of okay, thematically the character only does this because they've made Donkey Kong. Ride rockets. They made right. Donkey Kong uh, <laughs> swim and ride minecarts. carts, and same for Mario. He's he's ridden carts. He's played board games. He's played in fighting games. Like the sky's the limit because those, they've done so much with those characters.
0: Ah, that sounds fun. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. That's a great idea. So now now we're gonna hem you in a little bit and say if you were in our shoes and we were looking for something. Affordable and easy to license, that uh, could still turn a profit. Could still for us. turn a profit for us. What any, any any ideas, any suggestions that you think might synergize well with the game and still be?
5: I I went back and forth on a lot of options for this one. I'll be honest, but I settled on The Witcher. Mm. Now. I don't know if you're familiar with the video games and the books, and the, you probably heard of the, the TV show, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell us uh, more I played though.
1: The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt when I was in high school.
5: Yeah, well, there you go. So that series actually slots in really well for Dice Masters from a gameplay standpoint, but just from a business standpoint, this is a really well-respected dark fantasy series that has been really popular in video games, mm-hmm. but more recently now in television. So it's a really relevant IP. It certainly can make you a lot of money, get you a lot of visibility for the game. And just looking at it from a business standpoint, they have proven themselves to be easier to work with from, for licensing, just from an outsider standpoint. Obviously, you would probably know it more when you negotiate with them. But to give you an idea, they've negotiated with... the CD Projekt Red, the rights holder, has negotiated with other companies for example more recently in fact for the board game called the witcher old world Mm. which just came out months ago you can look it up it was actually on kickstarter originally and it's made by i believe a a company called go on board or rebel studios or something like that i'm sorry i'm not that great on the, the on board game front but they CD Projekt Red has negotiated with third parties to do even, like, a board game. And there was a Witcher tabletop RPG that was around for quite a while, too. Just to give you an idea, so they've proven themselves willing to work with third parties. I'm sure they'd be more than willing to work with you for the right price. Great. Do you think,
1: and this is just, you know, my executive side trying to pinch pennies, you know, do you think if we made a set that was just medieval medieval polish history with some fantasy monsters in there <laughs> wait before we do get off, do you think of- do you think that that anybody would notice that it isn't the witcher
0: oh that's an interesting Just, question you know
1: medieval polish history with fantasy monsters get a griffin in there have a character named badass polish man number one with gray hair
5: and beard and sword <laughs> it would be possible but it would not be advisable right all right <laughs> fair, okay. enough, fair enough
0: so 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 tell for those of us who haven't seen the show Tell us a little bit about what the show is about. What kind of keywords? What kind of characters you would hang it on? What's the What's the basic roadmap for for The Witcher?
5: Well, The Witcher honestly is a series that's about this world where every everyone is kind of stuck together, shall we say? Where humans don't really like. There's this one empire that Nilfgaard, that is trying to take over everywhere, whereas the other kingdoms are trying to band together, trying to resist. But at the same time, you have all these other species that are around, elves in particular, who previously were in the world, were just in charge. Then the humans come along, and all of a sudden, it all goes to heck. Right. And you've got... I'm sorry, I can't do the story justice in an elevator pitch, but there is so much... There, there is so much depth there. They don't necessarily just do the fantasy tropes the way you'd normally expect. The, for example, for wizards, there's a cost to tapping into the chaos. There's a cost to what they have to do, and it can be very destructive, which mm. actually ties into the first point I talk about thematically. Any wizard magic user should probably have the keyword corrupt.
0: Ooh, interesting. Yeah, that would work. Or, you know, when you do the thing, you've got to KO your own characters to do it. There has to be a cost to doing the thing. That's interesting. I like that. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Especially when dealing with fire magic. Anyone who's watched the show will know what I mean. Another keyword that comes to mind, gate. Mm-hmm. Because one of the aspects of The Witcher is that there are different planes. And even though the bulk of the story takes place in one plane, you know that those other planes are out there and there are some that try to tap the special magic to be able to go to different planes. Mm -hmm. So maybe for some characters, the gate keyword could...
0: Come back, yeah. Yeah,
5: could come back. Yeah, that's cool. There's also the obvious... Oh, obviously the equip keyword could be there. Mm -hmm. Obviously you're dealing with monsters, so you could could do adventurers, you could do experience. Things Mm -hmm. that we already have from D&D could easily be transposed here. And speaking of something that could transpose from D&D, cleave could Mm -hmm. actually be used for more than a couple characters that's great you can know you, for
0: those who haven't played recently can you remind everybody what cleave does it is a cool keyword or for just anybody oh. in general you know <laughs> well, essentially
5: cleave is a keyword that whenever you've got a character with cleave that KOs an opposing character of combat damage you get to deal half the character's attack to another character as well so mm-hmm. it's a great way to kind of thin out the opponent's board it's a keyword that was featured on oh, Correct me if I'm wrong. What two cards? Two cards. It was I half orc, I think it was just the one. It was no, half two. orc
1: barbarian.
0: They brought it back in WWE.
1: Oh, that's right. It was on triple. What, it was on Triple H or what,
5: Triple Shoot. X. Triple what was the H, triple, card? Yeah, yeah, Triple H pedigree. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a keyword that you could bring back and that you could actually do more with in The Witcher. And obviously there's other thematic elements you could do. Tissaia, who's a teacher from for wizard school, could actually give other characters an ability. I mean, if you wanted to do another instance of someone giving range to everyone, that would be easy. But you could also give some other keywords, like giving other characters a tune. Oh,
0: sure. That'd be interesting, yeah.
5: Yeah, you could you could do a lot with that. And obviously, if you bring Dijkstra, he should have the intimidate keyword. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's seen enough of him in the video games or <laughs> a show could attest to that. Uh-huh. And there's such a deep roster of characters. In fact, so many that I'm sure there'd be arguments over who to include, especially from those who've read the books. So, so, and
1: again, with, with any, any sort of IP that has, I guess, what you would, might call lore associated with it, That kind of opens up the door to an infinite number of sets, and because the roster is just so huge all of a sudden.
0: How many sets do you think, out of curiosity, what would be your guesstimate in terms of number of sets with the characters that are available in The Witcher? How many sets could we make out of this?
5: Oh my goodness. Honestly you could easily do three to five sets. Wow, okay, great. Considering that you would obviously repeat the mainstays in each set like you do with mm-hmm. any of your IPs, you could easily do three to five sets with The Witcher. Well, that's attractive. That's I mean, like, really if attractive.
1: you if you were sticking to just, like, what's in the show in The Witcher 3, then that would be, like, maybe two or three sets but there's also the books there are two more games there's more stuff
5: that is out there probably that I don't know about <laughs> but it's out there absolutely and again when I say the books it's not just like one or two books I think it's six books that were made if not more okay
0: and for art what are you thinking uh, again a television show from the books is there comic associated with this as well or, where, where are you thinking the art might be coming from
5: there are actually a number of comic books published by Dark Horse mm. that would be a fantastic source for the art right so that that would be my first stop for sure this probably wouldn't be
1: enough to fill up an entire set but i know like the advertising material for the witcher 3 has a bunch of artwork involved that features all the main characters from that
0: well that again could be an op set perhaps as well so interesting
5: yeah if, if you really wanted to go all out on the witcher you could actually get some stills from the tv show for an op kit i'm sure someone mm. would like an henry cavill witcher op card yeah
0: that would be fun well, all right. Well, you've given us something, a couple of really good ideas here, Laurie, to think about and uh, mull over and investigate a little further in terms of the availability and profitability and all that kind of stuff. But thank you again for, for joining us on this Friday evening and you know making that hard trek from Canada all the way down to Hillside, New Jersey. <laughs> well, well, thanks again for having me. I hope those
5: that you'll like those ideas and I'm looking forward to hearing what you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks again. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Oh,
0: and uh, on your way out, can you ask Troy to come in, please? Okay. Well, Troy, welcome to Hillside, New Jersey, and uh, thank you for making the trip out to visit us here. At our illustrious headquarters. Yeah, another Minnesotan uh, who, you know, just came from Wisconsin, so... We feel like we've got the Midwest covered pretty well at this point. But thank you guys for coming here. And who is this guest you brought with you as well?
3: Well, the one on my lap right now is Micah. He's my 10-year-old. Excellent. And he and Zachary, my 13-year-old, have been playing pretty consistently this summer. They both played in Dice Fight XL online. Awesome. And they usually attend the uh, biweekly weekly draft or constructed at our local scene so
1: well that's awesome Troy, out of curiosity which one of your sons was the one that did the uh fantastic four team with molecule man
3: i think that was zachary
1: okay yep. i took a little inspiration from that team for my world's team so, <laughs> I
3: <had> to, yeah <laughs> yeah i think he pulled molecule man in draft and that drew him in I, I mean
1: i saw that it i think went three and two right and i was like "Ooh, this thing can hang with master mold then yeah, yeah. It, it can if you you have to hope they get some bad roles but It can hang, so I ran it. Blake, you were
0: not in the tournament. I don't know what you're talking
1: about. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, sorry. Um, In the tournament that happened, which I was peripherally involved in, there was somebody who ran a Fantastic Four team allegedly inspired from your son's team. (laughs) All right. Well, fellas,
0: we're soliciting intellectual property suggestions from across the Dice Masters community worldwide here. And it's great to have you guys in the room with us. So, If you were to have one pipe dream intellectual property that you would like to see in Dice Masters, what would it be and and why?
3: Well, uh, for anybody who's met me, they might suspect that I am of an age that I grew up in the 80s. And therefore, having a Transformer set would just, that would be my... (laughs) I was one of the, let's say, millions of young boys who was traumatized in 1986 by the movie where they spoiler alert they killed <laughs> Optimus Prime and so yeah I'm a gen 1 transformers and I would I would love that and and then it would work great with flip mechanics and you could have you know uh, the actions could be vehicles or something. It would. It seems like there could be a lot of fun there.
0: Awesome, awesome. You're actually the second person now to
1: suggest Transformers, so that's awesome. You have anything else in
0: your well, back? Well, pocket? really quickly, oh, yeah, I yeah.
1: just as, as I said to Sid this morning, the good news about Transformers is it is on their page of companies that they have licensed. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah.
0: So it's definitely potential. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Is, do you have a backup
0: pipe dream? Any other? Any do other? I have a backup pipe dream? <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Well. If we're going pipe dreams, we recently, at our scene, did a Firefly draft. Ooh, yeah. And it was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And I have to give credit to Robert, who who created that set, and then we actually printed it out and played it. And it really worked well, and I'd love to see an official version.
0: Awesome, awesome. What were some of the keywords in the set that Robert created or, or used, if you remember?
3: Uh, I mean, I think he mostly used... It was, It's been around for a while, mm-hmm. so... I think heroic was actually in there, but it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Did it work? <laughs> if, you can, if you can imagine, yeah. Well, like uh, I think Manti and Fingo had heroic, and so they went off each other, and mm-hmm. there were some others. You I think You could
1: buy so. one for cheaper.
3: Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, and it had good internal synergy. Well,
0: cool. Well, Michael, well, we got you in the room. What would somebody in your generation like to see in Dice Masters as a as a intellectual property?
1: Probably wing to fire.
0: Wing to fire. What's what? Tell me about that. As an old man here, I'm not even aware of what that. What is that? and Why would it be good with Dice Masters? Do you think?
1: I don't know. There's dragons.
0: Dragons cool.
1: And dragons are amazing.
0: So you could have breath weapon, right? How many different dragons are there? Would you say in the show? A lot. A lot. All right. Any other type of monsters too? Different kinds of dragons.
2: Kind of. Kind of, all
0: right. Well, cool. All right, that's excellent. So what's the name of it again? Wings of Fire? Was that what it... Mm-hmm. Wings of Fire. Well, it's a good title. Winged Fire, I think he said. Winged Fire. Winged Fire. Okay, cool. And there's, wings
4: of Fire. Oh, wings, wings of Fire. Of fire. Sorry, I was right bad. the first time. You were right. Times, you were
0: right. Eh? <laughs> excellent. So Breath Weapon, I, I can see that would work really well. Maybe a little overcrush like Bahamut. We could bring that back. All right, so those are a couple of big wishes. What about if you were just looking at it from the ease of licensing and profitability perspective, do you have any sets that uh, might be easy to license and profitable, (laughs) potentially profitable
3: for for us over here at Hillsdale? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know the internal working, so I don't know what would and wouldn't be profitable. Like Luke and or whoever, the WizKids unnamed executive (laughs) said, um, they have the Hasbro licenses, right? So, you know, Mm. you could- go into any of their back catalog barbie was just recently popular but i would probably go for something like avatar the last airbender that would be a really cool set okay. and they're planning on doing a netflix series so that would even be modern relevant my kids jumped in and said you should also include Korra, or at least you could have a follow-on set for Korra, which is the next series and uh, i think they're even planning more there oh cool dragon prince is a similar series on netflix that uh it's fairly popular, yeah,
0: speaking of art, what we're imagining being on the cards for for avatar is the show going to be animated, or are they planning on doing live action? Do you know and, the Netflix
3: and... show, I believe is live action, but there's the original show there's comic books there's Korra, there you know there's there's a lot of that they could draw from
0: got it okay cool
3: and i think uh micah's suggestion was uh the percy jackson series because they have uh, a series coming out also on disney plus and they do have comics as well they have graphic novels of all the the books nowadays i think so you have some illustrations you could go from
1: i think that has a lot of well i say intergenerational appeal i mean between generation z and generation alpha because Gen Z, we grew up reading Percy Jackson. You were either, like, some people were both, but you were either a Percy Jackson kid or a Harry Potter kid. Mm-hmm. And then now we're having a second generation of that. So, I don't know. That's, like, mm. for all the people of within shooting range of my birth. <laughs> <laughs> so, you think
0: that would be something that
1: would uh, entice you, Micah,
0: to come play the game or pick up, buy some packs, buy a box or two?
3: Yeah, and, and I i mean mike is probably not a good example because he's already hooked and so you know most things and i'll say for me when i started dice masters i didn't know anything about dungeons and dragons Mm -hmm. and i played the dice Masters set because i wanted to play dice masters and over through that i was introduced to dungeons and dragons and now we're familiar with them uh we we've played a game with one of our neighbors and the same almost with wwe i couldn't have told you more than two people who were (laughs) in wrestling before that set and now I can at least you know identify them and see them other places so got it I think as long as you got a group that can get excited about it and then spread from there I think you've got a chance yep
0: yep and it's nice that when they do bring in a new IP that or when we bring in a new IP and it brings in new fans to the game and and does spread Spread the love into other IPs, too, as you discover it.
3: Yeah, and I don't know if, uh, I'm sh- I'm assuming you had Andy on here, but um, one of the people at our store mentioned that WizKids should, like you guys, obviously, because you're WizKids, um, <laughs> should just go into some of your other board games and pull in some characters or uh, themes from your other board games. Uh, I think they mentioned, like, Mage Knight or Fantasy Realms, but... They're pushing board games now, so, so you could
1: double dip on the art from that too, probably. Exactly,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, one of the things cross I was promotion.
1: Telling or talking to Nick about back at Gen Con was I would play fruits and vegetables dice masters <laughs> if it was out there. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Once you're in the game, yeah. you don't you realize that the theme is really so 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 secondary to the mechanics. It doesn't have that much of an effect on the game nine times out of ten.
0: But that is certainly but enticing. It's so
1: enticing when you haven't played the game yet, right? Like I would never have played Dice Masters if it weren't for the Marvel IP. So
3: yeah, you got to have some hook to draw you in. And like uh, my wife, their their mother is not a huge board gamer, but she wanted to play Wingspan because it had beautiful birds on it. Right. And then we've picked up Verdant because it's kind of like Wingspan. It's got a huge deck of plants and she just loves if you like playing wingspan, the game because then she can read the plants you know
1: if, if you like wingspan nick recommended this game called earth to me and it's sorry. it's really quite something
3: yeah i think that was on the list to check out it's yeah yeah but we if you do a plant based dice master set maybe <laughs> maybe she'll get into it there you yeah, go i can there see you
1: that go. you know i mean i'm i'm over here <laughs> advocating for historical dice masters but botanical dice masters could definitely be an option i think it were the
0: keyword exactly. crunch you know
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I know the um, there's a uh, series. What is it? Not Brave Lands, but um, the Warriors with the cats and stuff. There's a whole kids series of that, and they have graphic novels now. So there's a way to get animals in there as well. There we go.
0: Cats versus dogs. I can see some affiliations (laughs) already. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you for coming all the way out from Minnesota slash Wisconsin to uh, join us here in New Jersey today. Yeah, thanks for
3: uh, buying our flights. (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> any time you know could you do us a favor and on your way out you will find Patrick Shadowmell Barley in the waiting room if you could just point him in we'd really appreciate
3: it I can do that I think he actually might have been the one that came up with the idea of the other WizKids properties because he visited us recently so
0: ah okay good good alright well we, we look forward to hearing more details with him so i
3: give him a high five on the way out
0: <laughs> alright cool thank you guys you bet alright well that's a big thank you to troy and his son micah and hey look who's coming in the room now a familiar face mr patrick shadowmeld barley patrick welcome to uh hillsdale nope sorry hillside <laughs> hillside. hillside new jersey i know where i am and apparently you've got some good ips and some ideas about what ips we might be interested in so i leave it to you hi uh,
6: yes uh thank you for hearing me i ha- i had some thoughts and um You know, everybody's been talking about what IPs they wanted to bring. And the first thought that I really had was that what Dice Masters really needs is a reason to have dice. The thing that really matters for Dice Masters is that it's a dice game and not a card game, Mm. right? You're either energy or a character, right? And you can use your energy to power up other characters or buy more resources. And, you know... Captain Planet would be an amazing IP. Ooh, okay. Tell us more. So there's enough content in the animation, like minimum requirements for an IP, right? You need like 60 images Mm -hmm. of different things, you know, 40 different individuals and then like, what, 16 actions and 16 more individuals necessarily. So about 60 different characters. Because you're talking your basic actions and your super rares and then your 40 minimum characters per set and with captain planet you could have like two versions of each of the planeteers and then a couple versions of captain planet himself but more importantly each of the planeteers could be assigned a different energy type and then they could fight the eco-villains and the eco-villains could be their appropriate energy types based on their tactics mm. or you know what elements they destroy but more importantly when you don't roll your character you can give heart to your fire friend and he could power up your fire friend and all right just seems like a good synergy to mesh in between them
0: cool so how many uh, alignments or affiliations are you thinking for that for this set
6: Probably, too. It would probably be very close to your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles product that mm-hmm. you've produced before. Right. In the quality and imagery and all that sort of thing. I wouldn't say make a, a limited product. I would say probably do, you know, draft packs. It's, I think we've all agreed that draft packs are the way to go. Yeah. But the number of characters could break down similarly to, say, both Turtles boxes combined. I, I, I think it would work. I think yeah. it would, I think you could get there. And I, I think Captain Planet has some expanded IP or the person who owns it might have something extended there too.
0: And who, so, who owns so, the rights um, to Captain IP or Captain Planet, <laughs> excuse me?
1: I, I actually don't know. Okay. Never and <laughs> um, Captain Planet, right? One thing that we as a company always concern ourselves with is we want to make sure that just in case whatever we do is a critical success, that we'll be able to follow it up with more of it does captain planet have enough breadth within that ip to support more than one set
6: you know what probably not okay but that said it could be one really good set it could be one really good set
0: what keywords and stuff would you think we could either resurrect or create or any any thoughts on
6: i mean when you're talking captain planet Teamwork. Mm. But also fusion?
0: Oh, that would be a blast from the past. Interesting. Yeah. Can you remind the listeners what fusion does for those who weren't back in the Yu Gi Oh
6: days? Sure, yeah. Fusion said you can summon this creature that has the fusion ability by KOing, I think, or maybe sending the, or sacrificing. It's one of the two. I, I forget the exact detail. A number of characters with the affiliation appropriated so like if you had five Planeteers you could fuse Captain Planet or even you know if you have two Planeteers you could fuse a Captain Planet that might even just be as balanced for the game right?
0: Cool, yeah, it was an early version of Fabricate, so that would be that would be neat to see that come back, sure. Yeah,
6: And then I think if you wanted to build a team that was all the Planeteers, you could do that easily, do Team Watch and that sort of thing. Uh, or if you wanted to build a team that was all fire moves, you could probably build a team that did that pretty effectively. They wouldn't, say, be able to summon a Captain Planet, but they mm-hmm. could probably defeat your opponent with... Firepower and maybe nuclear waste. All right. I don't know. As a side note, the Toxic Avenger might be an interesting IP yeah. uh, <laughs> to uh, slap in as well. That said, Captain Planet is not the IP I really came to talk to you guys about.
0: Okay, today. well, lay it on us. What's the, the dream, the ultimate dream?
6: Well, we talked about how the only thing you need for Dice master. well, the, the most important thing you need for Dice Masters is like 60 images, right? Mm hmm. Some of your board game products and board game lines, you already have access to the images for, Mm. right?
0: You have our ears, yes.
6: Mage Knight characters and cards, fantasy realms, cards and images. Mm. Uh, Even your Star Trek board games, you have access to cards and images for those. Mm. Those IPs should be relatively easy to get and convert over.
0: So are you suggesting we mix them together or keep them all separate and like run a Star Trek one and a Mage Knight one? And
6: I think the best thing is as a writer to your board games licensing, mm-hmm. you throw in Dice Master's appropriate licensing. And then as you produce a board game, you can plan a set or even a team pack or a mini set Based on each new board game, mm. and it would take very minimal effort and would both promote Dice Masters at the same time as the board game, mm-hmm. right? Slightly cyclical, and you would increase your profits, and then it would start being like a Wiz Kids branded thing where it's like, oh, WizKids is coming out with something new. That means there's probably a new Dice Master set to come with it.
0: Interesting.
1: Uh, A quick question. Yes. You know, as the vice president of the games division of WizKids, I really should know this, but (laughs) I, for some mystical reason, don't. Are our games, like, good, and are they popular? Do we have flagship titles outside of Heroclix and Dice Masters that would just, like, I'm not, I think that what this is is a great idea, but to be more specific, is there, like, a, for instance, a, a game that has a big following that we've already released?
6: Um, well, I know for a while we had the licensing for Fury of Dracula. I don't know if we have it on the website any longer, but that's irrelevant. We have found Fantasy Realms and Mage Knight mm-hmm. are both IPs that I believe WizKids owns exclusively.
0: Wow, okay.
6: Now, Fantasy Realms... Yeah, and Mage Knight are both fantasy themes, so they may step on the D&D toes, mm-hmm. and it may just be overbooking ourselves. That said, if we could do more D&D, obviously more D&D, right? Like the, right. Our WizKids Minis line for D&D is one of our best moneymakers. Yep.
1: Our single um, greatest, I would imagine. I, I know, but um, I would imagine. But I do right, know, yeah, yeah. but I would imagine. Well,
6: <laughs> we, we also have multiple D&D board games. For example, Onslaught just came out. It's mm-hmm. our m- multiplayer battle arena on Warhammer Tactics type of uh, fighting game where you're in a bar fighting D and D characters. We just released Trial Tempest, Ghosts of the, Ghost the Salt Marsh board game, Temple of Element Illuval board game, Tomb of Annihilation, Rock Paper Wizard, which is just D and D themed like. Rock, Paper, Scissors game, which is pretty fun. You should try it out. Oh, you
1: well, have. you know, me and my brother, we are very skilled Rock, Paper, Scissors <laughs> players. Um, very Absolutely. skilled. And we take it very seriously. So,
6: And then uh, Star Trek, we have multiple Star Trek board games. So, again, there's already that license. Plus, Star Trek is having a renaissance right now. Yeah. They have, what, three or four actual television shows on Paramount? Yep. It's- almost the only reason to subscribe to Paramount anymore. <laughs> um, uh, so it, there's that'd be a whole following that would ex- dramatically expand yeah. now.
0: Yeah, I, I
1: don't
6: know if anybody else is making Star Trek games. No, I don't... Well,
1: WizKids was for a while with oh, Attack wow. Wing, but I'm sorry, we were... For a while <laughs> with the tackling, um, but I, yeah. I I assume I, again I would know, but I assume that the sales were unsatisfactory and that was why we stopped. But I do not know.
0: But we may have. I'll we'll have to go back and look because we may have uh, our hands in that negotiation in terms of how to procure licensing for that product. Right. right.
6: Again, if there was a way to you know take some of that content because you're making, you've got to be making 60 images per every board game, right? Mm.
0: Like. Yeah, it makes me remember that, you know, we did have Lord of the Rings under our wing at some point in time, too, which, you know, if that... Well, back
6: in the Quarriors' days. Back in the that, that, days. Be know, that, that, that as it no may, I am local, not interested <laughs> in
1: tangoing with the Tolkien estate. Uh, uh, they so. are notoriously <laughs> stingy with what
6: they allow people to do. That, that said, but is anybody making Rings of Power, the board game? Mm.
1: No, but Rings of Power is attached to the Silmarillion, and the Silmarillion is, like, the single most caged intellectual property in the history of the world that I know of. They fair, will not fair. part with, like, it, w- it took Amazon untold billions of dollars, probably, probably not billions, millions of dollars, lots of money, just to get the appendices, which is what the Rings mm. of Power is based on. <laughs> right? Sure. So... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did it once before, so you
0: never, you know, I'm, I never say never here. Maybe it's worth just, you know, turning that rock over so to speak.
6: There was one other thing that I thought of that was pretty interesting is that comic books The real problem is, is whenever you try to do comic books, Mm -hmm. you're not really getting the license from the comic book company or even the film or movie side of the company, right? You're licensing from the games and toys division of the company. Mm -hmm. So my suggestion would be to find comic books that don't have games or toys yet, that don't have a licensing arm for them, and then, you know, hit those up. I'm not sure that that's the case for G.I. Joe Transformers, Ghostbusters, Archie comics, all of the comics that have been on the sidelines. But there are always new independent comics being created. And some of those comic publishing companies don't have like merchandising rights. So you can always try that. And mm. especially if, say, Netflix picks up a comic book series yeah. like Invincible, mm-hmm. an Invincible card set. I don't think they have toy brands or at least game brands yet? You know, that sort of thing. Natural yeah, synergy. No. Yeah. I
1: personally do not know of any, or, or not of any, but of which comics don't have the toys and games side of things. I don't know. But if we did have one of our underlings look through a catalog of some sort, <laughs> maybe, and maybe the comics are not, we don't find anything that maybe has the universal appeal we're looking for. There are all sorts of other alternatives where we've been talking to the toys and games division, you know, like you know D&D or whatever, Maybe there's something in that. Well, Pathfinder is also owned by Wizards, isn't it? No.
6: No, no it's not? Um, yes, Pathfinder and D&D split when 3rd Edition changed over to 4th Edition. Wizards of the Coast retained rights to D&D, but because of the open gaming license, Pathfinder was able to create a D&D spinoff called Pathfinder. And Paizo, sorry, Paizo is the name of the company that owns Pathfinder, and Starfinder and Pathfinder Two and all that sort of thing. They are an entirely separate company. They are the company that originally published the Dungeon and Dragon magazines, mm. two separate magazines that were obviously about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, they're an independent publishing company and they are actually championing and heralding the The
1: cause to um not let Wizards of the Coast change the OGL.
6: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah,
1: And what's an Uh, OGL for those who don't know? Open Gaming License. Oh, sorry.
6: Yeah, it's the Open Gaming License. It's like the Creative Commons license for Mm -hmm. gaming stuff. And it uses, at its core, the basics of D20 dice games. And like goblins and fighting and that sort of thing. But it's mostly a, you have permission to use these concepts without being considered copyright infringing. Mm. And wizards wanted to kind of crack down and add some things to that. And they have since done the exact opposite than 100 180 degrees and just said, no, you know what? It's all free. It's all online. We're not going to touch it. Just watch out for Nazis.
0: Right. Oh, Interesting. So that actually potentially makes D&D and D&D-related IPs particularly attractive in terms of being less of a headache, potentially.
6: Uh, Except Dice Masters, at its core, doesn't want any of those things. It wants characters with names, monsters with identifiable names... It wants art from the rule books. It wants things that are recognizable so people will come buy it. Those are the things that are copyrighted.
1: There is a win-win situation here. I was planning on talking about this later, but now seems as good a time as any. Critical Role is very popular. WizKids has a very close relationship with them. That has named characters. I I think the art is official. I'm not sure on that.
6: Critical Role has their own art department yes yeah
1: so and i know that they've licensed with critical role before to my knowledge critical role hasn't done other board games yet
6: so that could be Um, critical role has their own board game publishing company called Darrington press ah does that mean they won't want to make a set of dice masters Mm -hmm. maybe not however they are people who have been in the industry long enough not to let their things get out of their hands you know what i mean not to let their copyright go too far So I don't know how willing they are to expand. Again, WizKids made the minis for them because they don't have the mini-making thing. So there's always the chance. And uh, I know that some other Critical Role players have played Dice Masters before. I have some friends in Southern California who have met the Critical Role fans, Uh. players, if only I knew some Southern Californians who
1: could, you know. If only I knew somebody who was a voice actor who plays Dice Masters and could conceive. Oh, man. If only like someone like that existed. If only. If only they were sitting in this room with me.
0: Yes, but I have never met the Critical Role people, but. But you could.
6: Uh, I'm just saying if you want i could give you a name after this conversation and perhaps formulate an introduction
0: excellent yeah absolutely but uh
6: critical role i think would be perfect the thing that i worry about is the further whiz kids gets from wizards Mm -hmm. the further they get from hasbro and is that a thing whiz kids wants Potentially,
1: right. is I. I mean, is is Marvel? I would. I mean, this is me just spitballing. I should know, but I don't. That <laughs> I, I would imagine that Marvel is more distantly related to Hasbro than Critical Role. But
6: what I guess what I mean is, is if you start making Critical Role sets, does that mean you stop making D and D sets? Right. If you start making Pathfinder sets, does that mean you stop making D and D sets? If you stop making D&D sets, do you still have your same friends at Wizards of the Coast?
1: Well, I guess I'm going to put some words in my mouth, um, (laughs) in my own mouth. The words, I wouldn't be putting them in uh, Jake's mouth. These are words being put into Blake's mouth. That we've already, it would seem, stopped making D&D sets for Dice Masters. Fair. And we are currently in a situation where we might try something new. Again, very speculative, because these are words going into mouths. <laughs> but we are in a position where we're kind of, maybe we'll try something new, but we're, we have abandoned the old ways because the sales have been, quote-unquote, unsatisfactory over the past five that, years.
6: That was actually something I was thinking about, that I wanted to ask you guys about. Is the goal to make a set that increases Dice Master's sales, or to make a set that increases the sales of the IP that you're trying to get, right? I guess the the answer is both, right? You obviously want to do both. But where is that line, right? This IP isn't going to bring players to Dice Masters. It's going to take Dice Masters players to a content versus when is a content going to bring players to Dice Masters?
1: I think that might be the wrong perspective. The way I would think of it is just what IP in one set, with the right amount of advertising, could revitalize this game such that WizKids has a hell of an excuse to keep our product in their factory lines in China and
6: Thailand and Indonesia and Vietnam. Uh, Understood. I just, I look back to Neverwinter Nights and Tomb of Annihilation set, Mm -hmm. and every box came with a Tomb of Annihilation promo card in it, Mm -hmm. so you could get points when you went to go play Tomb of Annihilation. And the question is: Is was D and D promoting Dice Masters, and Dice Masters promoting a video game? And who actually benefited from that trinity? Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I I would very much I mean I do know, but I would very much like to know. Now, the this fellow in Southern California, uh, he never once saw anybody use the Neverwinter cards. They were always put back inside the box and left in the recycling bin. That those promo codes, but. That's I, just I will one say, corner you only country. needed
6: to use about 10 of them, because I definitely used 10 of them. And then about the time that I used my 10 of them, I stopped playing Neverwinter. So. so
0: maybe that answers the question. Fair. Interesting. Well, this is all very good things to think about and mull over as we, you know, sort of chew the curd on all the potential IPs that we have to investigate to, quote, revitalize our game. Any other last thoughts in terms of this IP banter?
6: I mean... I, I am hoping for some new IP, and I hope you guys get right on it and get it done. But I think there's a point where we have to look and say, at what point does Dice Masters help whoever's IP they are given, right?
0: Yeah, it's another perspective to look at it that we hadn't been thinking about. So that's, that's interesting, yeah.
1: And so. on that note, would you say that the exchange in terms of publicity that Dice Masters, because at this point, any company that's making a deal with Dice Masters, they're doing it for the money that WizKids is going to, that we are probably going to give them, because Dice Masters is not going to give that company publicity. unless we
0: there's a big promotional push behind it somehow, theoretically.
6: Right. So, the company will do it if WizKids promotes their product, because the company can get paid to have their IP advertised.
1: Yep. So, at the end of the day, basically, maybe WizKids wants their, either WizKids... This company wants us to promote their <laughs> product through our game, right? And is- we have to either spend money, more money up front getting the license so that they don't care that we won't be successfully advertising it, or we have to convince them that our advertising push will be so strong that they can give us a, a discount for the publicity that we will be providing
6: them. Right. Uh, one of the Kids strategies that I've seen, no offense to you guys, is that... By slapping a name on the box, people will see it behind the counter and we don't have to advertise it. Mm, yeah, And that doesn't work if nobody puts it behind the counter.
1: That's a good point. Well, that is a, a uniquely us problem, I guess. <laughs> I, we should cut that out. If we want people to listen to this, we should cut that out.
6: <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it is good advice. It is good advice. And, you know, we complain all the time about why they don't advertise. And it's because... They're double dipping on money, right? Like Mm -hmm. they have to pay to get the IP, and then they have to pay to advertise it even after that.
0: Yeah, and they may have to pay the artist as well, which seems like a couple times they've gotten burnt by like making something and then finding what what, what they thought they had the rights to. They were missing one piece of rights for card here or card there, or Andre the Giant here, or you know some artist who had the rights to Wolverine from you
1: know whatever it was. There's always I'm just saying with every conversation we gain more insight, and with every conversation historical dice. Masters seems like a better and better choice. <laughs>
6: uh, I mean, sure. Why not? All right. Well,
0: excellent. Well, Patrick, thank you very, very much for making this this trek all the way up to New Jersey on uh, a fine Absolutely. fine Friday. Can you do us a favor? On your way out, you will find a Canadian fellow, Matt Jourdain, Jordo, oh, okay. uh, in the lobby. Sure. If you could just Send him in after you. That would be ever so kind. Thank you. Is,
6: so that's who that was eating poutine. Out there. Okay, <laughs> I'll go. Uh, I'll go
2: tell him to wipe up and
6: come on in. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Oops, the door's opening. Again. Well,
6: who's that? Oh, oh it's Patrick uh, hey, again. Hey, b- b- before Jordo comes, Giorno comes in. He said he had to go throw away his trash uh, and <laughs> wash his face. I had one last thought. Dune. Dune. Frank Herbert's Dune. Wow. We've got at least a movie trilogy coming. Mm-hmm. We've got plenty of Dune comic books from Boom Comics, and we've gotten multiple television and film iterations, mm-hmm. and it is a massive IP, and as far as I know, other than the one board game created by Legendary... They don't have any marketing.
0: Yeah, interesting. I can can see that purple worm coming back again and over-crushing somebody pretty seriously. Yeah, not. I can see that.
6: Sorry to
7: interrupt. Uh, Here comes Jordan. Thanks. Safe travels back to Florida. (laughs) Oh, hi, Patrick. You warmed him up for me. I appreciate that. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome.
0: Wow, that's a strong odor of poutine.
7: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't have breakfast, so I had to kind of sneak in uh, what I could when I could. You know how it is when you're a busy guy.
1: Well, no well, problem. Well, you did just come all the way from Canada to our, yeah. our beautiful headquarters here in Hillside, and so it's understandable that you may have had to skip breakfast. All the way from Calgary. Yeah, the, no the, dogs,
7: yeah. the dogs got a little tired, so we had to pull the sled over for a bit.
1: <laughs> well, excellent, excellent.
0: And while we have you in the room, how any fires up in Calgary at Neck of the Woods? We, we, Canada all together to us uh here, so.
7: no we're kind of adjacent to the fires we're getting the secondhand smoke right now mm-hmm. How which bad is lovely is
0: it? yeah <laughs> lovely right <laughs> from, you know I've heard tale of the people in Los Angeles I mean our, ourselves we don't live there but I've heard that that the smoke can get pretty intense sometimes
7: yeah it was worse early in the summer it's not too bad now like or maybe we're just used to it whatever
0: well fair enough fair enough well thank you so much for coming in jordo always great to get perspectives from the worldwide dice masters community As you know, Blake and myself, Seamus, we're taking some IP suggestions, and uh, I've heard that you might have a couple of excellent ones. So, pie in the sky wish first, and then more practical, possibly profitable suggestions second. So, what have you for us this morning?
7: Well, I appreciate your time, Mr. Brian, Mr. Tice. Mr. Lang, Mr. Elliot, I see you in the back there. Don't get up. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to waste your time here. Time is money, and that's what we're talking about. How are we going to make this profitable? How are you guys going to get your money? Mm. So we're going big, about as big as you can go in the TCG market. We're going to hit the pocket monsters Mm. or Pokemon for those who are unfamiliar with the term. Ah. Um, This is probably one of the biggest TCGs on the market. As of March, 2023, they have sold 52.9 billion cards, sold at over 80. These are actual stats, by the way, sold in over 89 countries, produced in 14 different languages. The 2022 fiscal sales was $1.6 billion. Mm. So there's a little bit of cash to be had there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Demographics-wise, we're talking a wide berth of people here. As young as six years old all the way to adults. I mean, if you paid attention to the competitive game at all, most recently there was a mother-son duo playing. Um, you guys might know Arj and Luke and They're Dice Masters players. They... Uh, <laughs> father-son duo that also play but Mm -hmm. this is a this is a game that kind of hits a lot of people well Uh, I
0: I, I know that I I actually Jimmy
1: right here I mean sorry uh, Seamus right here
0: (laughs) I (laughs) love to play a competitive tournament of Pokemon so you've got my ear go go on (laughs) (laughs) Jordo.
7: so number one question with Pokemon we know it's a popular game we know it's played by lots and lots of people around the world but how many of these beautiful cards have dice zero the answer is zero So they they do use dice in the game, but it's to track damage and flipping heads or tails. That's boring. Nobody wants to do that. People want to roll dice and use dice. So why not take the TCG of Pokemon and pull it into the world of Dice Masters?
0: question for you, Jordo. Yes. Has Pokemon sold the rights ever to any other games, uh, adjacent games? <laughs> Actually, I don't know.
7: <laughs> I, I do know I do know the idea that there are games that I've seen, whether they're made by Pokemon or not, I mm-hmm. don't honestly know the answer to that.
1: Well, let me ask you this. We said pie in the sky. right? No, yeah. Pie in the sky means pie in the sky. Yeah, absolutely. Now, but, realistically, I mean, look, well, I, I, know well, get, I know you well, you Seamus. I know you well, Seamus. If to realistically, you ever, you know. if you, if, 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 if <laughs> I'm not going to realistically here. What I'm saying is, if we could have done Pokemon, I'm sure you would have pushed for it by now.
0: Well, we did do Yu-Gi-Oh! We did do Yu-Gi-Oh! Which is, you know, sort of Pokemon adjacent. So, one of the issues that we had an issue with our Yu-Gi-Oh! set, it was actually the first set we ever designed, it was the art. We we ended up pulling screenshots for the art for our Yu-Gi-Oh! Now, what do you see for the art for the Pokemon
7: set, Jordan? That is endless. Mm. I, I don't know how familiar you are with the game, But the art is probably one of the biggest draws to the game. I mean, the mechanics are cool and everything, but a lot of people buy it for the art. Mm -hmm. And I can't even count how many Pokemon artists are out there, how many differently designed Pikachus there are.
1: And in defense of Yu-Gi-Oh, the card art in Yu-Gi-Oh is a lot better than what they use for Dice Masters, which is just screenshots from the anime. Because mm-hmm. there is actual card art in Yu-Gi-Oh. Rob well, that was, was like an intern
7: about who, that. who did that, right? Like, uh, yeah, I would sure. imagine.
1: <laughs> yeah, we have problems with interns
7: on our end, too. Like they cause some problems. So
0: <laughs> uh, So that's cool. So would you do think of any tie-ins? Could there be any kind of tie-ins for us as a company that would help us? convince you know pokemon that it would be in their interest for us to, to give us the rights to dice masters that we could kind of point some more attention back to maybe it's even pokemon go or some other tie-in that we could tie to get. think of think of like the neverwinter that was done with the dnd well thing. i mean
7: with 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 the pokemon tcg they're constantly releasing sets and themes like it's it's just a endless cycle and as you mentioned pokemon go which is a whole separate thing as well movies that detective pikachu was a few years ago i've heard rumors of a sequel so i mean the the opportunity to tie in or piggyback off of each other is huge
0: excellent in a pokemon world what synergies would be a natural fit in terms of themes and perhaps keywords that we can bring back or create new ones within the set do you have thoughts on
7: on On how it would work absolutely I mean, Dice Masters at its core, your characters are built into levels one, two, three, and four for for the current set, uh, as you've heard, as you're aware. That ties hugely into Pokemon. Pokemon evolve, Pokemon change. So instead of leveling, you're evolving. So each die is now can, can be multiple characters, if you want. Mm-hmm. You can go from Pikachu to Raichu, Squirtle to War Turtle to Blastoise. It's, it's kind of built into the game there. Um, blastwa,
1: Blastois, Blastwa.
7: <laughs> we're, we're, we're oh, different pronunciations light. up here.
1: <laughs> this is uh, a joke that we do. It's, uh, I have a friend from France, and he plays a ton of Pokemon Go, and he's always going, it's blastoise. It's definitely
4: blastoise. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that.
7: As for keywords, I mean, again you've got lots of options. You've got so many good keywords that are sitting in the bin there that just need to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was thinking more mechanics. Okay. Now let's let's go back to D&D, like the original D&D. Right. And you've got alignments, mm-hmm. good, evil, neutral. Right. Now you've got types. Mm-hmm. You've got water types. You've got fire types. You've got electric types. You've got all the types.
0: Okay. So you're thinking alignments as opposed to affiliation in this case.
7: More alignment than affiliation. I mean, you can give them affiliations if you want, but as as from what you've got built right now, beyond like, Well, I guess the different teams, but, I mean, you got Team Rocket. That's the obvious affiliation. Mm
5: -hmm.
1: You've got Team Skull. They can dance into the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
7: you do have the teams if you want there. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking at alignments because that's going to give you a new mechanic. That's going to give you weaknesses and resistance Mm -hmm. that currently doesn't exist.
1: It just occurred to me, just, you know, while we're talking pie in the sky here... Energy, if I recall correctly, is the same term that they use in Pokemon as they do for Dice Masters. So it might not blend so well with the products that we already have if we do this, but we could try expanding the energy system to encompass... New types of energy and more types of energy, because in Pokemon, there are more than just the between four and six types of energy that we have now.
7: And I did I did think about that. Mm. And I thought we don't want to complicate the game. Right. Good, point. good we, point. We want to keep what we got. So you've got a good mix of energy types. You can work with that. You can you can put things into the into the right spots there. But like I said, this is where we take the D and D alignments and we just amp it up a little bit. Mm. So now you got characters that are stronger naturally against other characters, as well. You got characters that are weaker naturally against other characters. Mm -hmm. No keywords necessary. You just know that this type beats this type. Okay, so built in a built in buff system, I guess,
4: is what you want. And hate
7: and
0: built in counters. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. What I like about Pokemon is there's an infinite number of sets that can be made from it if everything goes according to plan, so to speak.
7: Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, as for the mechanics of the sets, I mean, again, you're going to dust off old keywords. You're going to grab all the stuff that you're not using right now, throw it into that set. But this set is going to be built on alignments. Types. Okay, cool. So you're seeing some sort
0: of D&D type of mechanics going D&D on.
7: D&D type, but we're going to actually use that a little bit more than what D&D did. Interesting. It's okay. going to be a core part, and every card is going to have that. You're still going to have core abilities on these cards, and they're going to be able to be played with these other sets but they're going to shine in set.
1: Yeah, the alignment quality was always really underused in D&D like because you were either good or evil and that had like a couple things. Then there's also like you were equipable as an alignment, you know, <laughs> and that was kind of bizarre. <laughs>
0: Well, speaking um, of speaking of equipable, are are you thinking of any type of actions, non basic actions that might stand out to you? Oh, you're having you gotta have pokeballs. Mm-hmm.
7: Okay, you gotta capture those little buggers, right?
0: <laughs> 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 for sure, for sure. And for those who don't play Pokemon, are there like you know major characters that you know your your Wolverines and Black Widows of
7: Marvel that that stand out in Pokemon that could come back, you know, multiple sets? Oh my God! Just look at that little yellow dude. He's everywhere. Right. Yeah.
1: There was. I mean, there. Are, I, I, there's like been a comic that's been ongoing my entire life and probably a lot longer than that.
7: Yeah, uh, I mean, the there's there's from, so, you know, so many of Pikachu, them that are so popular, sure, right? and you just slap them on something and and it sells.
1: Yeah, and I know. There's Jesse and James and Meowth. That's like the classic Team Rocket. Yeah, Ash, got, who
7: recently retired, I believe.
1: We got um Giovanni. Wasn't he like one of the the big baddies? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's so.
0: there There
7: are there are characters outside of the actual Pokemon that you could incorporate into this as well. Oh, like who? The trainers. The trainers. The it's like of okay. trainers.
1: Jesse it. is not a Pokemon, nor is James or Joanne. Yes. <laughs> Still in <laughs> for, for universe. For the, for the non-Pokemon I went, I went. type,
7: that was... <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Those are people. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so they could give buffs to your Pokemons, and bit perhaps give plus one or plus twos or something like that. Yeah, right? so you
7: could integrate the, the trainers and the monsters
0: together. Interesting. Okay, so there's a lot of synergy. I can see that working really well all right
7: cool well that's your pie in the sky so well let's let's just add one more part to the pie in the sky okay go for it you're a company your job is to make money correct yeah absolutely so let's talk about well this might be the dark side of the game here but let's talk about the secondary market Mm -hmm. right now dice masters doesn't really have much of a secondary market it's very limited very limited in scope so there's not much not a ton of resale value right pokemon on the other hand You release some of these cards and people go nuts for them. Mm -hmm. You put a Charizard on almost anything and it is a big dollar card. Hmm. Why not do the same here? Why not build a secondary market where you're going to have the people who play the game who buy it, but you're also going to have the people who are looking to cash in a little bit who are going to buy it. Sure.
1: And here is the place where... I, Luke and O'Neill, have to put words in Jake Thaise's mouth or Tice's mouth that as a a corporate executive, he would never say if he wanted to make money. But I'm I'm going to say it. I mean, obviously, I want WizKids to do well. But as soon as, you know, and I think this is maybe part of the reason why Dice Masters never offered cash prizes, as soon as there is, you can like make a half decent, you know, side gig in a Wheelin and Dealin Dice Masters product, it does. Attract an unsavory contingent to the community. Yes. Which we've been grateful to never have. But at the same time, as a company, we need, that's we need, very, as a company, yeah, we're we we need need that. That. We we like a greedy corporation money. now, right? Exactly. So yeah. as a company,
0: money. we got to get make some money here. So yeah, yeah this is this so, is so, the no, balancing I, act that's required. Out, right?
7: Outside a character, I agree with you fully. Like mm-hmm. the, the, the community is amazing the way it is.
1: But you know, having a little but,
0: secondary market for all those who who've collected cards to this point wouldn't wouldn't hurt, right? And you know, when I think so, about
1: it, it, right, like the secondary market back in the day for the promo Black Widow Serena didn't poison the game or anything. There's there just this card out there that was worth like $350. People weren't strangling children for it, you know?
7: <laughs> no, no, but it is it is a way as a company where you can make more money. Mm-hmm. You produce more product because more people are buying it. Whether they play the game or not, it yeah. doesn't matter. You're still selling the units. I'm not supporting that, but it's an option. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, And it's
7: a way to kind of get some money back out of your investment because Pokemon, I have no idea what they charge. But I guarantee you, you're paying a pretty penny to use their name.
0: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's something that we've got to have to run the numbers on for sure. But it's a an attractive property gone out. All right, so there's Pokemon. What what have you got for, speaking of, maybe a little bit easier property to, to manage? Okay, so, yeah, to, Pokemon's going to cost
7: those. you a little bit. And we want to try to kind of reduce the investment to, to kind of make Dice Masters profitable again. So why don't we go back to basics? Mm -hmm. Something you've already got, something you already own, Quarriers. Quarriers, Okay, I'm I'm all ears. Tell us more. So for those not familiar with the game, basically Dice Masters was born out of Quarriers. Quarriors was a two to four player game. Same kind of mechanics as Dice Masters. You got your characters, they're battling, blah, blah, blah. You get points to win instead of killing your opponent. But you had a nice wide variety of characters and... Cool abilities. So spells, I think they were called.
5: Mm-hmm.
7: So you've already got these things that can fit into your game. You actually even got the dice already. Yeah. You've, you've got the stats, you've got the character designs, you've got the character names. It's basically a matter of converting what's there into Dice Master's language, mm. which shouldn't be too hard. Interesting.
1: I mean, Are there any I, I particular like the, uh... sets you're,
0: you're, you're thinking of? Go ahead. Uh, I was
1: just saying, I, this is. I like the cheapness aspect of this, mm-hmm. but from the mutterings I've heard online, particularly from like the Dice Tower in the early days of Dice Masters, Dice Masters was kind of viewed as Quarriors perfected. Quarriors was kind of a rough draft for this much
7: more elegant, yes.
1: streamlined game. And as, um, as a
7: player, I fully agree with that statement. Dice Masters is a much better game. Than quarriers,
1: but part of what Tom Vassell and the other guy, whose name I forget, but he a little bit shorter, glasses, very avid Dice Masters player at that time, he was yeah a huge part of what brought us to Dice Masters in the first place was obviously VIP. And what are you talking about, Blake? Super, are you
0: having this out of both?
1: All I'm saying, all I'm saying is, if we're going for properties in our own thing, quarriers is something that I get the indication from the. I mean, sorry, yeah. Uh, I have seen within the company that we've tried to move away from it maybe I I don't know here but you know
0: <laughs> but yeah but I'm I'm intrigued so we do have already the art and we already have some of the intellectual property or we All of we it, had well we negotiated the intellectual property for quarriers back in the day are are there any particular quarrier sets you're thinking of Jorto as, as I'd start with the beginning
7: mm-hmm. so you've you've got the base set of of quarriers, which was just called warriors this is a good way to test it out. You've got a nice mix of everything in that set. Like I said, you've got the dice, so let's let's use that. And I think you got two ways to do it. Mm-hmm. I think one, produce it as a Dice Master set, a team pack, whatever you want to call it, starter set, campaign box, whatever, and do the whole conversion, remake the dice, all that stuff. Now, in theory, manufacturing should be a little easier because you shouldn't have to. Hopefully, you guys got the molds in the back room there somewhere, Mm -hmm. and you can just kind of rejig them a little bit to make them Dice masters ease. Or, to test the waters, you make a conversion pack.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
7: So you take your current quarriers that you still have sitting there for sale, Mm -hmm. and you sell that. Wow. As is. You also sell a pack of cards that change it to Dice Masters. Hmm. So you take the dice that you've already made, you've already invested in, it's already existing.
1: I mean, I've seen that work wonders in like Descent going from first to second edition and now from second edition to Legends Edition, which is basically 3.0, even though they don't want to call it that. You have all these massive miniatures. Nobody wants to pay $70 or $80 so they can get the same box of massive miniatures again.
5: No, so you got got a double dip option here. So you're going to get the box of cards. the,
7: The Dice Masters players who... Get these cards, they're going to say, Yeah, these are really cool abilities. I want to play this. I got to buy quarriers to get it.
0: Interesting.
7: You've just sold two products.
0: Yeah, that's a people. Okay. The people who
7: own quarriers. They're gonna say, "Oh, what's this Dice Masters game? It's, it looks kind of cool. I, I don't want to have to buy a lot. Oh, look, I've already got stuff here. I'm just gonna buy this little pack of cards."
1: So remind me, as Vice President of Board Games Division, I really should know, but I, I don't. <laughs> um, is was Quorriors all in-house, or did they license for it? Oh, did well, we, we license? We, for We well, we <laughs>
0: definitely licensed for like Lord of the Rings. We, one of our sets was Lord of the Rings, which might be a super enticing IP. But above. the
1: original Quorriors, did original we do that Warriors. in-house? That's a good. Question. I, I mean, it feels like something. It sounds like something. It's we didn't been so have. long
0: ago. I can't remember. I was actually before my time at WizKids. Well, as, m- as m- mine James. too. I've only been here three months. But, <laughs> <laughs> and the other question I have about that: it's been so long since I've played Warriors. I'm trying to remember the dice themselves. Were the stats and was there? A they had the level one, and, two, and
7: three characters. The did. energy is your tricky part. They okay. use a different energy. Uh, Currency, we'll say.
0: Okay, well, that's an easy but, convert. We yeah. could still just call X, Y, and YZ, and you know, we can just. Well, no, it
7: was stuff. one energy type. They Ooh, had basically only one energy quiddity, type. I think, is what it was called. Oh, okay, so that um, is an issue. Yeah. Well, yes and no. This is where the cards come in. Ah, you know, yeah, you could. The just cards say, this can is... say this character is a mass character, right? You're... And you you get, will like just need to track it. That... Not the end of the world.
1: The yeah, that would actually be like a really interesting idea for a game mode where instead of having you know dedicated energy types as dictated by the dice, you could have a sideboard where you basically determine before the game how your economy is going to function, and all energies are just, like, the same type of energy, and then they are modified by the cards on your sideboard.
0: Or perhaps you could even have it as part of the mechanic, where opposing cards could change the energy type on opposing cards. Well, that's the option, too. You've got got a few...
7: a few options available to you with this. And and again, if you test the waters with this conversion pack, we'll call it. Mm -hmm. If it works, you've got other Quarrier sets that you can do the exact same thing to. And you can, again, double dip there. Interesting. So two products for, for one there. Or if it becomes successful, you go, okay, Let's just make these straight-up Dice Masters. Mm. Yeah,
1: and if you make a conversion pack, I'm pretty sure I've seen quarriers still sitting on shelves, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, do- I
7: double-checked you guys' web store before I came on, and it is still listed in stock. Yeah, excellent.
1: so it's something where we don't even have to print dice with this first set. It'll be really cheap to just print $10 conversion deck of cards mm-hmm. that basically changes all the Quarriors cards to Dice Masters. And just see how that does. It's not if we already took Dice Masters off the product line for making dice because it's too expensive and not profitable enough, or whatever the issue may be. Although um, I do actually happen to know now that Secret War sales were pretty good. For a fact, from an inside source, uh, not that I'm not an inside source, but um... <laughs> no, no, all I'm saying is it would be so cheap and easy oh, yeah. to make a conversion pack and just see how it does. Paper Worst-case is significantly
7: cheaper than, yeah. than resin or exactly. plastic or whatever. And the whole so,
1: and it's easier. We can do that
0: even on this side of the ocean if we.
7: Yeah, have to. it's low low investment and potentially higher reward. To see if it works. Yeah, absolutely. You're not you're not investing in the dice again, and, and, we've and I'll say got like all the legal work too, yeah. which is with the possibility of, of expanding
0: to another game might open some loopholes, which I will have to investigate.
7: But, yeah, as long I guess you got to check on the artist rights and things mm-hmm, like that, right? Whatever the original contract said. But I mean, you guys are yeah, we've intelligent got lawyers to handle that you,
1: behind the scenes here, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I'll say a, a, a drop of optimism is that you know I'll say Quarriers has been I'll use the kind word it's been dormant for so long. That and people enjoyed it back in the day, but they all kind of moved on when they saw Dice Masters. I loved right? it. It
7: was it was one of my favorite games until I played Dice Masters.
1: Exactly, right. So if there's something new for both Coyers and Dice Masters, if we could get that into the hands of some of these people whose voices reach a lot of people in the board games community, such as Tom Vassell, they might it might go a long way to restarting the fires for both of them. And I mean, I've heard stuff. Tom Vassell said relatively recently, I think about five months ago, in this this video called 10 Board Games That Replaced Other Board Games, he said that Dice Throne replaced Dice Masters, and that that was so sad, because Dice Masters was legitimately a better game, but he didn't know, quote-unquote, what WizKids was doing with it, so Dice Throne has replaced Dice Masters, for better or worse, moving on, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Maybe that could undo that.
0: Right. But I want to go back real quick before we move off the dice, because we've already taken the energy, what could have potentially been a been a problem and maybe still is a problem in terms of the, the en- only one energy type on the Quarrier's dice. But turning that into possible mechanic, that could be a benefit. What about the other
7: things on the dice and warriors are
0: are are there fielding costs are there attack and defense stats
7: I'm trying to remember I don't have it in front of me so I believe that they are set up exactly like a dice master okay so that's
0: easy that's so it's really just your your
7: characters are taken care of your your spells or non-basic actions are taken care of Mm -hmm. Your, your biggest challenge is the is the dice I do recall this just popped in my head one of the mechanics that I quite liked they had it was like a warp or something Mm. that when you drew it or you rolled it, you got to draw another dice and roll it. Okay,
0: yeah, okay, cool. So so swarmy kind
1: of thing,
7: right? Swarmy type of thing, but it was just built into the, well, I guess what Rush is, but I mean, it had no character requirements. You just rolled that symbol. Mm -hmm. It meant grab another die.
1: Oh, great. I mean, I started suspicious about this idea, but now like the more I think about it, the more I'm like, this could be really good. Because think about it. Warriors and Dice Masters, you could have your cake and eat it too. You could really keep releasing Warrior sets for your LCG crowd, whoever those people are. I don't know that they exist. Presumably they hide under rocks, but I mean, they were out there at some point for WizKids to decide to switch Dice Masters, uh, for us to decide to switch Dice Masters to an LCG, mo- uh, LCG model from a TCG model, right? So you could have that going on. This whole unique world, which has its own world of mechanics that is still compatible with the main main product line. I think that could be really great. You know? Yeah,
0: interesting. Interesting. Well, I like it, Jordo. Thank you. That uh, that hadn't occurred to us. So I'm here to help you make money. <laughs> and we have to make money. Like we want to service the fans, of course, but we do have to make a profit to keep uh, our shareholders happy. So,
1: well, and I, I suspect that it's not just that we have to make a profit; we have to make a big profit because we have to be able to, to prove to the other people at the company. And this is my assumption that, um, <laughs> of course, I would know. But this is my assumption that we have to be able to to prove that you know having one factory line in China or wherever reserved for Dice Masters is not such a lower profit margin than another D and D figure. That we need to keep that reserved for Dice Masters. So, or Warriors like, is this or case, or Warriors right? in this case, yeah. yeah well, and the thing is, but what? Well, why I really like this idea is we don't even have to prove that. We can just release a deck of cards, and then if that sells well at zero cost in terms of factory potential, we will have proved that that line is worth keeping open for Dice Masters and Warriors products. Yeah, I mean, one yeah. thing
0: we'll have to look into is to see how much reserves we have in, in our warehouse of Warriors already to make sure that we have. If we go this route, enough to support a launch of a, of a product, but, uh, uh, well, but it's well, interesting. Well, old family
1: yeah. adage, old family adage, right? The, the tale of grandma's borscht. She, she never makes enough. That's why people go crazy for her borscht every year, right? <laughs>
0: okay, well, yeah, that, maybe that's why ABX was so successful back in the day. We, well,
1: well, I think I think ABX was a problem. bit of a like a borscht extremity. There was just like so so little borscht. She she went to a potluck for twenty people and brought one bowl of borscht, yeah. right? But there's like a middle ground. But you see with with UXM, it just proves the borscht principle yeah. because she made too much borscht. She made forty people's worth of borscht.
0: <laughs> okay, on, on the borscht poutine note, <laughs> maybe we should say thank you, Jordan, and let you get back to Calgary, and thank you for making the trip. Do you have any last thoughts you want to share before we...
7: Uh... Uh, no, I thank you for your time, Seamus and Blake. I appreciate it. You guys uh, are great as always, and... Uh... Good luck on this. Hopefully my ideas have kind of stoked some fires there and you can get this uh, train back on the tracks. Yeah,
0: well, now we've solicited a lot of suggestions and it's kind of, what do you want to say, just kind of generated a lot of thoughts within yeah, our Yeah, well, and
1: I'll, I'll put it even, I'll go further than that. I'd say it's had a lot of insight.
0: Giorno, thank you so much again for coming out and helping us today and safe travels back to Calgary, my friend.
7: Thank you. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, Blake... <laughs> That was a great group of people we brought in. And I think so, yeah. Well, we do have a lot to contemplate after this full day
1: of meetings. For sure. Lots to mull over. I guess it's time to turn off the lights and pack up the briefcase.
0: Yeah, I'm off to play some Pokemon at the FLGS.
1: Seamus, what's, what's happening?
2: Uh, I don't feel so well.
1: There's no place like home. There's, There's no, no place, place like home. There's, no There's, like There's, There's no place like home. There's no place like home.
0: Well, Lucan, look at that. Back in our own bodies here in Rolling Thunder Studios... What a strange trip we just had.
1: I don't think I made it all the way back. Somehow the teleporter <laughs> transported me to Minnesota.
0: Well, whatever the case, I want to extend a big thank you to all our guests for sharing their IP thoughts and desires with the world at large.
1: Yeah, we had a couple people who couldn't make it the last moment, too, so there were even more options that we didn't hear about.
0: Yep. One of those people was Jason Lucero from our local scene. He wanted me to pass along the two IPs he was going to pitch. His pipe dream was Mattel's Masters of the Universe.
1: Hello to He-Man and Skeletor. You'll never stop me, He-Man! And his moneymaker was Image Comics, right?
0: Yep. At least two or three people pitched Image, so that was popular with folks.
1: Speaking of popular, maybe we should run down the list that Troy compiled over on the Dice Master's Discord server. Good idea.
0: Here it is in its entirety. Some popular IPs that Troy listed were Transformers, G.I. Joe, Super Mario, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Star Trek, Final Fantasy, Avatar, The Last Airbender, Sentinels of the Multiverse, Sonic the Hedgehog, The Witcher, Fast and Furious, Game of Thrones, uh, more Nintendo, Smash Brothers, Mario, Link, Donkey Kong, Fox, Captain Falcon, etc., Brandon Sanderson, Reckoners, Stormlight Archive, Cytoverse, etc., Fable, which is now public domain. There were other WizKids board games like Mage Knight, Fantasy Realms, and then he had a whole bunch of stuff under niche like Street Fighter, Gundam, Persona, Dragon Ball Z, Doctor Who, The Boys, The Watchmen, Invincible... Toho monsters, Ultraman, Attack on Titan, One Punch Man, Hellboy, Dragon Prince, and then of course Pokemon and the uh, Toho monsters. That's Godzilla and all of his ilk. And uh, Ultraman but, well, I, were my suggestion. He,
1: he forgot. He forgot a few things. What did he forget? Late Byzantine dice masters.
0: <laughs> well, that's what you pitched. That was you didn't pitch that in the Discord server beforehand. That's, that's so, true.
1: That's true. That's true. So he didn't um, forget anything
0: on the day. You know, maybe there were. I probably were some more. Things. He
1: didn't. He, he didn't, didn't forget, forget anything. anything on
0: the day. No. <laughs> I I pitched the Toho monsters. I'm a big fan of the Godzilla and the Kaiju and Ultraman. I guess goes in that same basket. But uh, you know, I just feel like Kaiju lend themselves to a dice combat game, and there's Lots of comics for both of those series, so art-wise. I completely agree. Well, before we wrap up the show, I wanted to mention again our intention to run One Big Weekend whenever they finally release the House of X.
1: Yeah, we're going to do our best to help raise awareness and gin up some hoopla for the game and local scenes at that time.
0: Along with that, we were thinking about ways to help organize, learn-to-play events, maybe simultaneously, at the local level as well.
1: But we can talk about that more in future episodes. Right.
0: Well goalie,
1: Yeah, it's getting to be about that time. Shall we hit and quit? Let's hit and quit. Slangahol!
0: Well, that's the end of turn five, my friends, and it's time for the final clear. We hoped you enjoyed today's show. You can find us at RolandThunder.xyz without a G or an apostrophe, where you'll discover all the links necessary to listen or subscribe to the show. You can also reach us by email at arj or lucan at RolandThunder.xyz. Our theme music was created by Jesse Weiner. We're in no way affiliated with WizKids, other than we love and celebrate the game of Dice Masters. So keep on rollin', augasnar lagajia Lao. We'll be talking again soon with another awesome guest, So stay tuned. Enough said.
1: Yeah, you're being a pill, Panger. Walk across the keyboard. Let me. Well, like, the loudest thing, honestly, you know what it was? And this I can't fault him for? Purring. The purring. Oh. (laughs) Sorry, Panger.